emanating from www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash thinking out loud radio. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for this show on iTunes, Google Play Music, and TuneIn. So excited as I usually am that you decided to t- tune in to this special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Follow us on Twitter at TOL Radio Show and Instagram at the TOL Radio Show and like our Facebook fan page. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Minutes. What's up, family? What's up, family? <laughs> this is your boy, Mike Nimmons, and I'm your host of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm so happy that you tuned in to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm always excited. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm just excited, you know, uh, excited that uh, we're on another week, another opportunity to share some good news with you over these airways. We certainly do appreciate you, those of you who are tuned in through blogtalkradio.com forward slash thinking out loud radio or if you're watching us on our facebook fan page our thinking out loud uh, radio fan page we appreciate you just the same i see my good friend pam davis is joined us and i truly appreciate you do us a favor while you are while you are streaming uh this show on facebook and Please share the feed on your timeline. Uh, We also ask that if you have the posts uh, on our Facebook fan page, you can share that uh, post as well for tonight's show so that others can also listen to the live uh, feed. Oh, I see Cassie Peak has joined us as well. Hi, Cassie. This is the Thinking Out Loud radio show that you're tuned into. Again, share the feed on your timeline. We're again so excited about tonight's show. Got some great things in store for you, as we always do. Uh, just want to give you a couple updates before we get started. On yesterday, uh, we were we saw. Uh, uh, the Detroit Youth Choir offer. You know, we've been, we've been talking about them over the past few weeks about their great opportunity to audition for America's Got Talent in Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, we're happy to report that they made it there safely. Their audition was today at 10 a.m. And I got a text earlier today uh, saying that the audition went well. So we're sending prayers up. And hopefully we'll get some more good news uh, from the Detroit Youth Choir that they have made the actual television show. So we're going to keep you posted. We're going to keep you posted and let you know just how well they did on on their audition for America's Got Talent. We're just so very excited for them. 
in this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be talking to another very funny comedian. That's right, a very funny comedian, very funny lady. Uh, if you recall last week, we uh, had a funny interview with a hilarious brother, Horace H.B. Saunders. If you missed that uh, edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, you can always go back to iTunes, Google Play Music, or tune in and listen to that show. I'm telling you, it was off the hook funny. I was laughing at myself laughing during the interview <laughs> just as I was listening to it. So that's just how funny that interview was. But we had a great time on last Tuesday, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy uh, this very funny lady uh, on this episode of the Thinking Out Live radio show. But before we introduce that segment, um, we want to let you know we, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, H.B. Sanders uh, as his father passed uh, on November the 11th. And um, we want to definitely send our thoughts and prayers to Horace and let him know that we are praying for him. We love him. And uh, and uh, keep keep your spirits up. Uh, just let just letting him know wherever he is, if he's listening to this show on tonight, that um, uh, he's got the Thinking Out Loud radio show family uh, in his corner, and we are lifting him up in our deepest and sincerest prayers. But in this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, uh, we're going to be talking to a very funny lady. Her name is Simply Chanel. She is a very funny comedian. I love her story. You're going to love her story about how she got started uh, in comedy. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. You are going to love it. I guarantee it. So, uh, after, you know, in just a few minutes, we're going to be sharing with you uh, that, that interview. That interview we had with uh, Simply Chanel. And in the second half of the show, we're going to be uh, uh, getting into a serious uh, question of the week. Um, what are your thoughts on LeVar Ball as a parent and father uh, to his sons, Lonzo, Leangelo, and LaMelo? Uh, many of you know who LeVar Ball is. He is uh, the father of Lonzo Ball. Uh, you know, he plays uh, point guard for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Very boisterous uh, father. Father in the media, to say the least. Oh, I see my good friend Anthony uh, White is watching. How you doing, man? I uh, hope hope everything is doing is going well uh, with you guys. We just shouted you out on our, our radio show. Uh, send me a text message and let me know how you guys did uh, down there in Cincinnati. Hope you guys made the show. Um, also, um, yeah, again, going back to our question of the week, we all know about LeVar Ball, very boisterous uh, guy, says a lot of outlandish things, and we, we're, we're going to get into, into this in the listener segment of the show. You know, do you think uh, his antics are doing more harm than good for uh, his sons and their basketball careers? So we want to get that, that uh, we're going to get into that topic. 
topic and get your feedback. Remember, you can call the show at 646-787-1615. Uh, 646-787-1615 is the phone number. Uh, you can also leave your comments on our Facebook fan page as well. Those of you who are watching us on our Facebook fan page, uh, more than welcome to leave your comments about tonight's question of the week. What do you think of LeVar Ball as a parent and father to his sons, Lonzo, Leangelo, and LaMelo? Uh, so we, we're, we're interested uh, to get your thoughts on that, that question of the week. We're going to get into it uh, in the second half of the show. And uh, we've got another great thought of the week. I'm telling you, if you enjoyed our thought of the week. Oh, Anthony said the auditions went great. I'm so happy, man. We're keeping our fingers crossed, keeping sending prayers up. Please let us know uh, when you if you guys made the uh, the made the show. We want to know. We want to make that announcement on the radio. Um but uh, you got to stick around. If you enjoyed our thought of the week on uh, last week, you're really going to enjoy our thought of the week for uh, this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. But you got to stick and stay. You got to stay with us all the way to the very end so you can hear this dynamic and powerful thought of the week. Uh, also, remember to follow us on all of our social media accounts on Twitter at T.O. Rail Radio Show on Instagram at the T.O. Rail Radio Show on our Facebook fan page at Thinking Out Loud Radio and uh, even stop by our website michaelnimmons.org and check up on us see what we got going on see where we're going to be next you can always find that information out on our personal website michaelnimmons.org In, the, in this week's current events segment, according to uh, CNN reports, uh, President George H.W. Bush has been uh, pretty busy here lately uh, in the media. Um, he's been accused of uh, sexual assault from several different women. That's right. The current allegations coming from a woman who was 16 years old when she was allegedly groped by the former president. According to CNN, in an interview with Time magazine published on Monday Rosalind Corrigan says she was 16 years old when Bush then 79 touched her inappropriately at a November 2003 event in the Woodlands in Woodlands Texas in the Woodlands Texas office of the CIA where her father had gathered with fellow intelligence officers and family members to meet the president Corrigan told the magazine Bush groped her uh, her buttocks as she and her mother uh, Siri Asari Young posed for a photograph with the former president. She is one of at least three other women accusing the former president of not keeping his hands to himself. Um, Jim McGrath, take a listen to this. Jim McGrath, a spokesman for Bush, issued an apology on the former president's behalf in the wake of these latest allegations. 
allegations. He says George Bush uh, simply does not have it in his heart to knowingly cause anyone distress. And he again apologizes to anyone he offended during a photo op. Photo op. Hmm. <laughs> McGrath told CNN in the statement released last month in response to the previous allegations. McGrath noted the president's advanced age and his physical limitations. At age 93, President Bush has been confirmed confined to a wheelchair for roughly five years. So his arm arm falls sometimes on the lower waist of people. Hmm. Oh, that's that's what happens with whom he takes pictures he wrote to try to put people at ease the president routinely tells the same joke and on occasion he has patted women's rears in what he intended to be a good natured manner some have seen it as innocent others clearly view it as inappropriate to anyone he has offended president bush apologizes most sincerely what <laughs> now, if is it me or does that sound like an open admission of guilt from a sexual predator? What? Unbelievable. And this is a public apology. This is a, an admission of guilt. So these women's testimonies or experiences are basically correct or accurate that this this former president groped them and touched them inappropriately. I, I I can't understand this one. I this this is beyond me. So um, we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep tabs on this uh, particular story and uh, keep you posted on what's going on with uh, Bush Forty One. He needs to keep his hands to himself. <laughs> wow. In a tragic story that took place at 1 a.m. Uh, Monday morning, Local 4 News reports five young people were in the vehicle uh, that crashed about 1 a.m. on the Slick Interstate I-94 near 8 near Mile Road in Detroit, Michigan. Two men and two women were killed in the crash. A little boy, a toddler, uh, survived the crash. He was examined at a hospital. The boy was walking with firefighters. The four victims were identified as Doriel Rogers, 20, Alicia Mad Maddox, 20, uh, Armoni uh, Maddox, 18, and Irvin Johnson, 18. They all were Detroit residents. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the loved ones of those who were killed in what is being referred to as an extremely horrific crash. And finally, in a story that's directly related to the question of the week, CBS News is reporting that the three UCLA basketball players uh, in, uh, detained last week in China for shoplifting were set to fly back home today on Tuesday, just the day after it was discovered that uh, President Donald J. Trump requested assistance from Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping as uh, first reported to the Wall Wall Street Journal, Leangelo Ball, Cody Riley, and Jalen Hill were seen checking into a Los Angeles-bound Delta flight at Shanghai 
Pudong International Airport. Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott released a statement Tuesday morning confirming their release. According to the Washington Post, the three basketball players stole sunglasses in a Louis Vuitton store in ha- Hangzhou. Hangzhou are, uh, are priced around 49 yen or $750. According to Chinese law, anyone stealing goods worth between 4,000 and 7,000 yen or yuan uh, faces between one and two years in jail. Although the sentences can be mitigated if they confess, show remorse and pay compensation. Uh, we're going to get more into this story because uh, there's a lot more to it I want to discuss uh, as it relates to the question of the week is LeVar, what, what are your thoughts on LeVar Ball as a parent and a father to Lonzo, Leangelo and LaMelo? We're going to get into again that question uh, of the week uh, on the, in the second half of the show. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get right into our interview with a very, very funny comedian, uh, Simply Chanel. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. Stay close. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. It's their birthday. I need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. We're in Detroit, you quiet. And you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. for a professional tax and bookkeeping service, then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic. A tax service designed with you in mind. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Well, guys, we're back, and uh, as promised, we're going to get right into our very funny interview with comedian Simply Chanel. Take a listen. Welcome back to this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and in this, uh, we have another VIP spotlight 
for you. Uh, very uh, inspirational spotlight indeed. We have a very funny comedian. She recently performed for Bishop Charles Ellis on his birthday cruise this past July. And she has a very impressive resume of places she's performed before. Please welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, VIP Spotlight, my good friend and very funny lady, Simply Chanel. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you very much. Excited that you have me on. (laughs) We're very happy that, um, that you are on the show. Again, we... Uh, saw you perform for the first time, hadn't heard of you before, but I saw you perform on um, the uh, Bishop's birthday cruise back in July, and you were hilarious. You were very, very funny, uh, and, and so I'm, I'm really thrilled to have you as one of our very inspirational guests on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Let me ask you, how long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing comedy now approximately 15 years. Oh, wow. Uh, awesome. Yeah, the first several years I was still employed as a juvenile correction specialist, uh, but uh, I was given the opportunity to go to Germany to perform for the troops and uh they wouldn't let me take time off, so I resigned from my job and went to Germany. <laughs> wow. Was this yes. the first was this the first time that you performed uh performed comedy, uh, or um this was the first professional opportunity that you had? No, it was just my first international. I um had been performing comedy, um as I said, I was a juvenile correction specialist, and then one day at work, I just was really upset about all the injustice in the correction system, mm. and I was just so upset, and on my way home, I heard a commercial say, uh, are you funny? Do people say you're funny? Well, come on down to all jokes aside and perform in the open mic and win $50. So... As I said, I was on my way home, and I drove straight to the club, and uh, it was like 3.30, and uh, I'm knocking on the door, and I'm like, I'm here for the open mic, and uh, they say, well, we're going to start signing up to 7, and I say, well, I'll be back, and um, went to All Jokes Aside, uh, got in the open mic contest, and um, the rules was no cussing, the only cussing you could say it's the had rude, H-A-D, hell, mm-hmm. damn, or ass, because that's in the Bible. <laughs> and uh, and I won. And wow. I, I didn't even tell any jokes. I was just venting. I was just venting. And people found it funny. And I'm wow. like, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. And um, at that moment, it was just like I could literally feel the stress just pour off of me. And I was on stage saying, oh, my God, this feels so good. And the audience is just laughing. And I'm telling them, no, if you're having a bad day, get on stage and talk about it. And the audience felt as though it was part of my routine. They didn't know that this was my first time ever stepping on stage, doing comedy, which 
wasn't comedy. It was just me venting. And I That's won. amazing. It was a blessing. It was comedy was therapeutical for the first four years that I participated because I was still working um, and I was only doing open mics, you know, and I was just using it as therapy. I would get off work. I would wait till Monday night when they did the open mic and I would mm-hmm. relieve all my stress from the previous week. <laughs> now that, so it just became really stress release. That is very interesting. That is very interesting. You know, I I always wondered how, you know, comedians came up with their material and so in your particular case you say it was just a stress reliever for for your job. Yes. I would get on stage. I would talk about my supervisors. I would talk about management. I would talk about the parents. I would talk about the bad kids, you know, um, (laughs) the injustice of the, uh, um, the prison system, you know, how biased it is. And um, people thought it was funny because I was so passionate about what I was speaking about. Like, you know, we've all had them supervisors that, you know, they get no respect anywhere else but their job. So they just go overboard with their position. Right, right. So, uh, and, and that's I would talk about real life, what was actually happening in my life. And I think with the anger and the passion, people thought it was just funny. They thought it was maybe something I was making. Enjoy the way I, I see it, whatever I had to say at that particular moment. Now, now so, let me – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, uh-uh. Well, I mean to interrupt you, but let let me ask you this because I, I personally appreciate comedians that – are are just naturally funny. That they're not the ones that um, once you've heard their their joke or once you've heard their routine um, before, when you hear them again someplace else, they're telling the same jokes and they're not funny. They're only funny for the first time you've heard them. But I I like people that are naturally funny. And when I first heard you, that was the first thing that came to mind. You were someone that is. That is naturally funny, and and it are, and because you're naturally funny, does it make it easier for you to just get up and tell and and vent and tell your and tell your story, and it's just funny? Is that is that the recipe? I don't I don't really know, but um, people tell me like. When I'm having a really bad day or really stressed out and I get on stage, it's like that's when I'm the funniest. I remember (laughs) a couple of years ago, I had an audition for a festival. Mm -hmm. And three minutes before I went on stage, my daughter called me to tell me my teenage son had stole her car. What? And so... I am, it's like literally three minutes before I'm on for this audition. So I'm sitting there wondering, 
should I go try to find my 15-year-old son or do I let this opportunity pass? So I would say, well, you're not going to make it back home in three minutes, so why not just do the audition? Right. So when I got on stage, I mean, I was fuming from real life. And so <laughs> my whole routine was about kids, bad kids, how how they, they interrupt your whole life. Uh, once you have kids, you're tired all the time because they exactly what they name stand for, K-I-D-S, keep interrupting doing stuff. You know, so... <laughs> People thought I was just being funny, but they didn't realize how angry I was at that moment and actually worried because my son is 15 years old right? and he done took my daughter's car. So when I get off stage, people are just coming up to me and like in amazement. And my focus is, okay, now I need to get out of here because I need to go find my son. And <laughs> It was just uh, my old man said, you know what, Chanel? He said, you really, somebody needs to get on your nerves before you go on stage every time. Because when you mad, your comedy is hitting. Wow. But I know when I first started comedy, um, that Christmas, my dad, um, for Christmas, he bought me a book. And it was a... So you want to be a comedian. I still have the book, even though my father is deceased, because he was the first one who really, really believed and embraced my comedy. And I I always remember one of the lines in the book, in the introduction is, remember, comedy is real life exaggerated. Mm. So when I speak about my car getting hit, the car that hits me, it's held together with bubble gum and duct tape. <laughs> you know, that's the exaggeration of the car that hit me. Right. And I've always had that in, in my mind. Um, I, I'm i not a jester, and that's something that um, I most definitely don't want to be as a comedian, a jester. I want my words to have meaning. I want you to laugh. But I want you to think about what I said and, and be like, um, wow, she's right. You know, I do a lot on the prison system. Mm. You know, people in prison living better than free people. <laughs> they getting three meals a day, central air. You know, that is so true. Like, and nothing against prisoners, but... How can you have air conditioning in the summer and I'm working and struggling and I, I got a fan that don't even go on high all the way? Like, really? <laughs> Makes you want to go to jail. <laughs> wow. And these were the so kind of things, of, these are the kind of jokes you were telling on, on, the, on the boat. That's <laughs> still funny. Yeah, I you know... I think with comedians, um, we have a lot of responsibility as a comedian because comedy is a gift from God. Mm. Everyone cannot be a comedian. Um, And some people actually go to comedy school, and you can tell when it's kind of forced or it's routine 
or if it's just it's just that person. Luckily, I come from a family that's full of comedians. When you growing up broke, you have to find something else to do. So our thing was talking about each other. I could remember we, my siblings and I and my mother, we all played a dozen with each other. You know, we were sitting there with my mother, your mama, your mama's cousin, mama's sister, brother. You know, like, so my mother, um, my mother really had a unique way in raising us where we wasn't really sensitive because she was born during an era that um, made her feel bad uh, because during her time, she was considered a bastard baby. Mm. And that she always had feelings about it, and then she was dark. So a lot of my mother's childhood experience, she said when she said when she was little, she always said, "I'm not gonna raise my kids to feel bad about who they are." So you couldn't call Chanel dark or blackie because my mother had already did it in a joke. So we <laughs> had comeback lines. You know, we just. She uh, she prepared us for the real world. Like, mm. you didn't have to call me ugly. She called me ugly, but not in a vicious way. It was just preparing us for the world and how <laughs> to not let words affect you and right. to have a comeback. Right. <laughs> and so uh, even in our family now, my grandkids call, my, my husband bald head. You know, we prepare them. You know, my thing is, if you got an ugly kid, don't keep telling that kid they're pretty. Because when they get in kindergarten, their feelings are it's going to be hurt. <laughs> so the mama and daddy family, should be the first one to tell them they're ugly. <laughs> the mama and the daddy should be telling them they're ugly, they pigeon-toed, they knock-kneed, you know, Build a buffer around them because this world can be really cruel. I mean, uh, I grew up in a time when you had a press and curl, and you only got your hair pressed and curled on Sunday. Now you had the whole rest of the week for it to go back to its natural state. <laughs> so, you know, we was just really prepared. Uh, people find me funny, but my mother is hilarious. My brother is like Chris Rock. Mm. I come, my sister, uh, Tanya, extremely, I come from a, we've been making cracks on each other all our lives. So, um, people think I'm funny, but, oh my God, you should hear my mom and my brother. I actually talked my mom into going on stage. Oh, you did? How, how oh, did that yeah. turn out? I, oh, man, she rocked the club. So the following week, I said, okay, Mama, the show started, the show started at 8 o'clock. <laughs> and she was like, I'm not going. I just wanted to do it one time. And I'm like, as funny as you were. And then I asked her for uh, one of her jokes that she told. I'm like, well, can I use that from now on? She was like, hey, you can have it. I can't tell the joke because I spiced it up. But, oh, okay. um, yeah, and, you know, I, I this is something you're not aware My parents are ministers. 
my mom and my dad. Well, my dad's deceased, but both of my parents was ministers. Wow. So growing up a P, growing up a PK, is is difficult in itself. Especially when everybody expects you to have the same Holy Ghost your parents got, <laughs> and all you're trying to do is, is get out of Bible study. <laughs> you know, so that was hard. So when I initially started comedy, I um cussed a lot. Uh, I had a, a sexual uh, comedy, but I then um, my mother, my parents booked me for my first church show, and I'm like, really? And they was like, Chanel, you can do it. You know, just don't pretend like you're finna win that fifty dollars again, and um. Uh, I started doing church shows and uh, doing clean comedy, and I found out over 95% of my work now is clean. You make more money, you get more shows, and people have an appreciation for just good, clean laughter without the shock value. Right, right. So that's why I was booked for Bishop Ellis' um, event, because because of me doing clean comedy, you know. And when people hear clean or Christian comedy, they think it has to be church, church, church. Every joke has to be something related to the Bible. Right. And the Bible really talks about life, what you're right. going to deal with down here, and how you deal with it. So mm-hmm. I can't get on a stage and just do Bible, Bible, Bible. You have to talk real life. Right. And and, and how to adjust to it and how to find the humor in real life. So I like that aspect. I'm um, very political, very social. I believe what's going on socially is um, just really – Ruining people's lives. Give some, give us some examples. Um, I do this bit about me volunteering at um, a elementary school, and this little kid sitting off to himself, and I mm-hmm. go talk to the little boy, and I say, "Sweetheart, what's wrong?" And he like, "Man, DTE about to cut off my gas. My mama <laughs> got it in my social security <laughs> number, you know." Wait, the baby credit so messed up he can't get free lunch no more. <laughs> and and in actuality, you do have a lot of people that sell their children social security numbers, and not knowing, um, they're really affecting their kids' life. You know right. how can you wind up being twelve years old and you you thirty thousand dollars in debt? Because people don't took credit cards out in your name, so when it's time for you to go to college and get a loan or what have you, your credit is already messed up. Wow. Or even in that, I do another bit about me volunteering at the children's hospital, and the baby crying, 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 newborn crying, and I'm like, "What's wrong?" And the baby said, "I haven't had a drink since I've been born." <laughs> Which is a real issue. Right, right. You know, that's a very real issue. 
you have babies that's an hour old and that is addicted to drugs. Mm. You know, that's addicted to alcohol. My parents adopted um, two children when they were babies, and one of the babies, um, when she was born, they literally had to give her drugs to keep her alive. Terrible. Mm, mm, But mm. it's happening. It's happening every day. You know, you have drug-addicted babies born. You have babies born that's addicted to alcohol. And all they did was, you know, be born. Right. So it's it's real issues, you know. And I may put a comedic stand on it, but it's something that's actually happening. And if I can just pique your awareness, like, wow, that was funny, but you know what? What she said is true. Absolutely. And then maybe... um. Maybe it would motivate them to get involved, to volunteer, to be the village that we often speak of. Thank you so very much for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I cannot wait uh, to uh, air this episode. Um, you are truly a inspirational person indeed and a very funny person in, uh, person indeed. Thank you. Again, we wish you nothing but the best uh, for you, and um, and we we got to have you back on uh, very very soon. God bless you. Oh, I accept and bless you as well. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. You tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Helen Keller once said. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. What a truly profound and compelling statement. Our book entitled Vision is strategically designed to give you the tools you need to see yourself and your future in a whole new way. Vision, coming soon. Visit michaelnemis.org for more details. My name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. What's up, family? We are back. We are back. And I'm so glad that uh, I know you enjoyed that interview, that very funny interview we had with uh, comedian Simply Chanel. I know I enjoyed it. She is a very inspirational person indeed. And as a special treat for you on tonight, I have some I have some exclusive uh, uh, stand up audio that I want to share with you uh, as well. Take a listen. I mean, she is hilarious. She's been on Comic View. She's been on HBO. She's been on CBS. She travels all over the country. She's entertained our troops in Germany and Japan and abroad. She's going to come up here and work really hard for you. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Simply Chanel.
<laughs> I'm telling you, she is definitely a very, very funny lady. I know you're uh, very. Um, I know you guys enjoyed her uh, her comedy, and I I'm I really appreciate her being on this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get right into our question of the week. What are your thoughts on LeVar Ball as a parent? And a father. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. We're getting right into our question of the week when we get back. Stay close. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Helen Keller once said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. What a truly profound and compelling statement. Our book entitled Vision is strategically designed to give you the tools you need to see yourself and your future in a whole new way. Vision, coming soon. Visit michaelnemons.org for more details. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Do you think that you're misunderstood? I don't care about nobody getting me because they ain't going to stop me from sleeping, eating no donuts, playing dominoes, or doing nothing. All they can do is talk and say, I told you so, or he like this, or he like that. That's fine with me. We talk about the GOAT here, the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, and you running your mouth talking about you're going to beat him one-on-one. Why would you say something so blasphemous? blasphemous? He would need help. Really? He too really? small. His name is big, and y'all like, it was a 505. 5-0-5 game, he good. One-on-one, I'm undefeated. Never lost. Who's better than Jordan? Get out of here. Okay, it's not you. You're not better than Michael Jordan. You know I am. And you know what? The whole world knows it. And they're no, laughing. You know you what? You are. They're all, they ain't going to laugh. They're all laughing when, when you, you know why they're laughing? Everyone knows you're better than Michael Jordan. It must anymore. be fun. Okay, bye. must be fun being number one. Would you quit arguing with this guy who averaged two points a game in college? <laughs> For you to average two points a game, you're just an awful player. I'm too old and fat to play basketball, but I'll challenge Mr. Ball to a one-on-one. And no guy who averaged two points a game can beat me one-on-one. He don't want to do it. He's just talking. He just want more press now, see? The only thing he's talking about, ain't nobody, he ain't even talking about basketball no more. He just got to come at me so he can stay relevant. I'll send him some Krispy Kreme donuts, and, you know, he'll be my friend again. Oh. I ain't lighting the tail. If you want some of this, let's go one-on-one right now. Best oh. 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 Everybody talking about, oh, he's going to have an X on his back and they're going to come harder. 
How do you think he's going to get better if they don't come harder? You were on record talking about put your son on the Golden State Warriors. Yes. And put Steph Curry on UCLA. Yes. And your son would explain how right your now. son would be better. Right, right now. now. Right, right now. Now. UCLA wouldn't be where they at. Steph Curry gonna shoot him out the game. He ain't rebounding and passing that ball. Shoot him out the game. Shoot him out shoot the game. Him out the game. Out the Not game. Not in the game. Soon as they double game. him up, he gonna lose that ball. He too little. Now you put Lonzo on there with all them athletes and running and gunning. Hold guess on, what? On. Your son, your son is that much bigger than than, than Steph Curry? He bigger than Steph Curry. Steph Curry what? Six two? Steph Curry about six three. Okay, long arms. I let him be six four. He's still shorter than my boy. Long arms. Can he jump? Can he run? Not like my boy. What impact would Lonzo have on the Lakers? Because they clearly need some help. Man, Lonzo had that same impact Magic had. Oh, God. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do. You know why I, I say that? it was Jordan, uh, and then the it was Barkley, and I then like it was Curry, like and, now, and, now, and now it's hey. Magic. UCLA lost this year. But check this out. We're going to win it next year because I'm going to take one ball and I'm going to bring you another one. Now, the price point, how did you decide on $495? I figured that's what the shoe is worth. <laughs> I like the way it's styled. And see, when you're your own owner, you can go with any price you want. How right. you feel it is. What suggestions did you get before you decided on $495? I didn't get no suggestions. All right. Yeah. Just, I just come up with it because it's mine. We're not even caring about Nike and Adidas and Under Armour. You know what? We're not even competing with them. Because we better than them. We're a step above them. We're what you call a premium active wear. We're going to get a billion dollars. Trust and believe that. Do you know that your first name means to wash? That Lavar in Spanish means to wash? Wow, I thought it meant an African, the baddest brother alive. <laughs> <laughs> Something is wrong with you, yes. sir. This is what I'm here for. <laughs> so uh we're back guys i just want to play a little bit of that uh that that's audio uh from lavar lavar ball um many of you may know who i'm talking about he is a very uh interesting figure a very interesting uh uh person indeed um he said some very outlandish things. And uh, our question of the week is, what are your thoughts on LeVar Ball as a parent and a father? And we've been getting a lot of mixed comments, uh, a lot of great feedback, uh, particularly from uh, men who are fathers. And I truly appreciate that. We're going to be sharing with you a few of those comments in the listener segment of the show. You can call us at... 646-787-1615 that is the phone number and uh, give us your thoughts on uh, LeVar Ball he is the father of Lonzo Ball, LiAngelo Ball and LaMelo Ball Lonzo Ball is a point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers uh, LiAngelo plays for the UCLA Bruins and he was the uh, basketball player that was recently caught shoplifting in China and was um, uh, he got he uh, was able to um, dodge some very serious charges uh, in China uh, because of President Donald Trump uh, ha happened to be there on his uh, tour in Asia and was able to uh, come to some kind of amicable agreement with the uh, China government, the Chinese government, to let these uh, basketball players go home. But they were supposed to serve some serious jail time uh, as a result of that. And I just, I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are about LeVar Ball. I, um, 
You know, he's a very outspoken person. Uh, to me, I think his character, his is is um, his personality to me is bigger uh, than uh, maybe it should be. I don't know. I mean. Hmm, and and seems to overshadow his role as father of these three young men. Um, and I went to my Facebook page and I asked this question, and I got a lot of interesting feedback from uh, young men that are fathers. And um, and so I uh, just want to read to you a few of those comments again. What are your thoughts on the VAR ball as a parent and father? That is a question of the week. Uh, Eric Williams said he's over the top, but I'd rather be over the top than absent. And uh, I responded, yeah, it seems like an interesting trade-off. His presence is definitely a virtue in the developing and nurturing of his sons, but his antics as a father might actually be doing more harm than good. What are your thoughts? And Eric followed up, he's gotten them that far. Uh, I think it will be it will balance out. It's all new. Remember, they said the same thing about the Williams sisters dad. And that's true, too. Uh, I guess, you know, they, you know, eccentric. It takes eccentric parents to uh, bring the best out of their their children um, and, and there may be something to that uh, there are some other individuals that responded to here Lewis said he's completely put his sons as well as himself on the map with generational wealth for a bonus so uh, Tier believes that his father has really set his his children and his children's children's up uh, uh, to be very wealthy because of his uh, his entrepreneurial spirit and I have to give him credit he does know how to market himself and his family fairly well even though again um I, sometimes it just seems to me that his personality is bigger uh than uh his own family i mean he has a very big personality and i thought it would almost hurt uh lonzo's draft status uh when it came time for him to be drafted by the los angeles lakers but he still went number five overall. Uh, these, again, are just a few of the comments that were made by uh, some uh, some of those who posted on our Facebook fan page. Let me read you just one more. I think we got time for just one more. Um, Bo Lucas says, I don't question him as a father. I think people confuse LeVar, the father, with his TV personality. Two different things. One way to tell if he's a good father is how the kids interact with him uh, I mean, he, you know he has a, uh, a Facebook show I believe or a show on YouTube uh, uh, Ball in the Family <laughs> and uh, and he again he has the baller brand uh, as well. So all those things have kind of helped him uh, market his family but these again are just a few of the comments that we've gotten from those who've answered the question uh, what do you think of LeVar uh, Ball as a parent and a father um, we're going to take our last break of the day and uh, when we come back we're going to give you our special thought of the week don't go anywhere it's the Thinking Out Loud radio show we'll be right back you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show who told you that you were deficient? 
Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Purchase our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked, from our website, michaelnimmons.org. Don't delay, do it today. Also available on Amazon. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic. A tax service design with you in mind. Hi, my name is Renita James, and I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with the radio host, Michael Nimmin. I encourage you to tune in on Tuesday evenings from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash thinking out loud radio or watch us live on our Thinking Out Loud radio show fan page. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. It's time, 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 time. For the Thinking Out Loud radio show, thought, 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 thought of the week. We're back, and as promised, we have a very special thought of the week just for you. It's another sermon clip that I ministered uh, where we talk about the process of getting to know God and how we can't take credit for what we know about God, but it comes by way of revelation. Revelation is a gift, and whatever we know about Him, we should consider it an honor and a privilege to get to know a God as great as he is. The sermon is entitled, The Gospel of Hide and Seek. Take a listen. Natural senses, but he has to be revealed. And so God is always in control of his deity and he and who knows him and who doesn't know him and why. God doesn't need us to defend his deity or to reconcile his deeds to those who don't know him. God doesn't need us, people of God, to be his defense attorney. He doesn't need us to defend him or to qualify or verify or validate uh, what God is doing in the world. But sometimes God just does things because he's God. He don't, has to, he don't have to answer to anybody. He don't have to punch a clock. He don't have to answer to a supervisor. There is nobody above him. He is God, and he's God all by himself. I wish I had a witness in this place. 
I remember a few years, I remember back when I was at Michigan State, I was taking a college course there, and, one, and the college course that I was taking uh, talked about, dealt with a philosopher named Frederick Nietzsche. And this particular philosopher was infamous for uh, his writings about God. In fact, one of the great things he said, or one of the things he said, it's not great, but he said, God is dead. In fact, he wrote a book that was centered around this argument of God being dead. And, 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 and when I came across this in this, 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 this college class, I was mortified. Uh, who is this uncircumcised heathen uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's talking about my God? The nerve of this, this individual. And, and so uh, the more I thought about it in the class, I said to myself, you know, we, I'm in this, this college class where, where we're actually talking about the philosophies of dead men debating or criticizing the existence of God. Dead men, dead men's philosophies. Well, even at this point, they, they, they could realize, and I'm sure have come to the realization, that they were wrong all along. So, uh, to be, but to be fair to uh, this particular philosopher, Frederick Nietzsche, he is not just saying that God is dead, but he's really saying the concept of God is dead or dying in the Western world. Frederick Nietzsche was an atheist who believed that God was never real, but he was a figment of our imagination, a figment of the earlier Christians, the Israelites' imagination. And, 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 and as they were in Egypt, they, they postulated about uh, this God, and, 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 and they created this God to help them through their uh, Egyptian bondage. And as they went to battle in the name of this God, when they were strong in the battle, then their God was strong. But when they went to battle uh, in the name of their God and they lost the battle, then they, their God was weak and inferior. And so Nietzsche here was saying that uh, over time, this, this concept of God uh, could not endure the vacillations of the people. There was no way for this, this imaginative God uh, to, to, to be able to, to last or endure the evolution of people because over time, people change. And because people change, their perceptions of God changes. And, then they, and, and so we have people who feel like they don't need God, and so God becomes weak and inferior. And at times when God... Where people need God, then God is strong and God is powerful. But in this particular philosopher's argument, Nietzsche is saying that this concept of God is dying. And so this was the ammunition that I had when I sat down to write this, this, this paper that this professor gave me to write. And I didn't get the grade that I wanted to get because I got it all wrong. God did not need me to defend his credibility. God did not need me to validate who he was to this professor because at the end of the day, even on my worst day, he's God and he's God all by himself. Well, I hope that sermon clip blessed you as much as it blessed me. Uh, 
I am thankful for uh, Simply Chanel joining us on this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I mean, I really, really, truly enjoyed her being a part of the show. She was truly a very funny woman and a very inspirational person indeed. Thank you again, Simply Chanel, for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I pray that God continues to open bigger and even better doors just for you you. And I want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Those of you who are watching us on our Facebook fan page, or if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, or if you missed all of that and you're just tuning in on iTunes, Google Play Music, or TuneIn, we appreciate you just the same. Thank you for taking a few minutes to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I truly appreciate it. If you you like the show hit the subscribe button and share it with somebody as well tell somebody about what's going on uh, on the thinking out loud radio show and finally you don't want to miss the thinking out loud radio show thanksgiving show is coming up next tuesday november the 21st it's a show you don't want to miss we're getting ready for it now we've got some great guests in store and we're going to got got a few surprises as well so you don't want to miss the thanksgiving edition of the thinking out loud radio show well, until next week, uh, we'll see you same time, same station. And as always, if you think it, then you can believe it. If you believe it, then you'll see it. If you see it, then you can then you'll be it. If you can be it, then you will achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got. To get what you want The power is in you It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show Thanks for listening Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast Be sure to support all of our show sponsors If you like the show Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Google Play Music Or tune in Want to book Michael Nimmons For a speaking engagement book signing or corporate event send an email to contact at michaelnemons.org be sure to follow the show on all of his social media accounts on twitter at tol radio show on instagram at the tol radio show and on our facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio are you an entrepreneur and want to advertise Become a Thinking Out Loud radio show partner. Send an email to thinkingoutloudradioshow at gmail.com. We have some affordable advertising packages just for you. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.